Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya We're continuing our reading of the eighth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. We're taking up where we left off at the lunch break. And that will be at chapter two, the, the elephant Gajendra's crisis. The second, third, and fourth chapters of this canto describe how the Lord, during the reign of the fourth Manu, gave protection to the king of the elephants. As described in this second chapter, when the king of the elephants, along with his female elements, was enjoying in the water, a crocodile suddenly attacked him, and the elephant surrendered to the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead for protection. In the midst of the ocean of milk, there is a very high and beautiful mountain that has an altitude of 10,000 yojanas, or 80,000 miles. This mountain is known as Trikuta, Hare Krishna. Make sure, let's see who it is. Hare Krishna. Would you like a seat? Okay. Get her uh, a, a chair. Yeah, she can sit here. This mountain is known as Trikut. In the valley of Trikut, there is a nice garden named Ritumat, which was constructed by Varuna. And in that area, there is a very nice lake. Once the chief of the elephants, along with female elephants, went there to enjoy bathing in that lake, and they disturbed the inhabitants of the water. Because of this, the chief crocodile in that water, who was very powerful, immediately attacked the elephant's leg. Thus there ensued a great fight between the elephant and the crocodile. This fight continued for 1,000 years. Neither the elephant nor the crocodile died, but since they were in the water, the elephant gradually became weak, whereas the power of the crocodile increased more and more. Thus the crocodile became more and more encouraged. Then the elephant, being helpless and seeing that there was no other way for his protection, sought shelter at the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text number one. Shukadeva Goswami said, My dear king, there is a very large mountain called Trikuta. It is 10,000 yojanas, 80,000 miles high. Being surrounded by the ocean of milk, it is very beautifully situated. The length and breadth of the mountain are of the same measurement, 80,000 miles. Its three principal peaks, which are made of iron, silver, and gold, beautify all directions and the sky. The mountain also has other peaks, 
which are full of jewels and minerals and are decorated with nice trees, creepers, and shrubs. The sounds of the waterfalls on the mountain create a pleasing vibration. In this way, the mountain stands, increasing the beauty of all directions. The ground at the foot of the mountain is always washed by waves of milk that produce emeralds all around in the eight directions, north, south, east, west, and the directions midway between them. Purport from Srimad Bhagavatam, we understand that there are various oceans. Somewhere there is an ocean filled with milk, somewhere an ocean of liquor, an ocean of ghee, an ocean of oil, and an ocean of sweet nectar, sweet water. Thus, there are different varieties of oceans within this universe. The modern scientists who have only limited experience cannot defy these statements. They cannot give us full information about any planet, even the planet on which we live. From this verse, however, we can understand that if the valleys of some mountains are washed with milk, this produces emeralds. No one has the ability to imitate the activities of material nature as conducted by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 5. The inhabitants of the higher planets, the Siddhas, Charnas, Gandharvas, Vidyadharas, Serpents, Kindras, and Apsaras, go to that mountain to sport. Thus, all the caves of the mountain are full of these denizens of the heavenly planets. Purport, as ordinary men may play in the salty ocean, the inhabitants of the higher planetary systems go to the ocean of milk. They float in the ocean of milk and also enjoy various sports within the, cave, within the caves of Trikuta Mountain. Because of the resounding vibrations of the denizens of heaven, Singing in the caves, the lions there, being very proud of their strength, roar with unbearable envy, thinking that another lion is roaring in that way. Purport. In the higher planetary systems, there are not only different types of human beings, but also animals like lions and elephants. There are trees, and the land is made of emeralds. Such is the creation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has sung in this regard, Keshava. Tua Jagadvichitra, my dear Lord Keshava, your creation is colorful and full of varieties. Geologists, botanists, and other so-called scientists speculate about other planetary systems, but being unable to estimate the varieties on other planets, they falsely imagine that all planets but this one are vacant, uninhabited, and full of dust. <clears throat> Although they cannot even estimate the varieties existing throughout the universe, they are very proud of their knowledge, and they are accepted as learned by persons of a similar caliber. As described in Srimad Bhagavatam 2.3.19, Shravidvarahoshtrakurai samstuta purushapushu, materialistic leaders are praised by dogs, hogs, camels, and asses, and they themselves are also big animals. One should not be satisfied with the knowledge imparted by a big animal. Rather, one must take knowledge from a perfect person like Shukadeva Goswami. Mahajan Oyena Gatasapanta. Our duty is to follow the instructions of the Mahajanas. There are 12 Mahajanas, and Shukadeva Goswami is one of them. Swayambura Narada Shambhu Kumar Kapilo Manu Prahlado Janako Bhishmo Balir Vayasakir Vayam. Vayasaki is Shukadeva Goswami. Whatever he says, we consider to be factual. That is perfect knowledge. 
The valleys beneath Trikut Mountain are beautifully decorated by many varieties of jungle animals, and in the trees, which are maintained in gardens by the demigods, varieties of birds chirp with sweet voices. Trikut Mountain has many lakes and rivers with beaches covered by small gems resembling grains of sand. The water is as clear as crystal, and when the demigod damsels bathe in it, their bodies lend fragrance to the water and the breeze, thus enriching the atmosphere. Purport, even in the material world, there are many grades of living entities. <clears throat> the human beings on earth generally cover themselves with the external fragrances to stop their bad bodily odors, but here we find that because of the bodily fragrance of the demigod damsels, the rivers, the lakes, the breeze, and the entire atmosphere of Trikut Mountain also becomes fragrant. Since the bodies of the damsels in the upper planetary systems are so beautiful, we can just imagine how beautifully formed are the bodies of the Vaikuntha damsels or the damsels in Vrindavan and the gopis. <clears throat> in a valley of Trikut Mountain, there was a garden called Ritumat. This garden belonged to the great devotee Varuna and was a sporting place for the damsels of the demigods. Flowers and fruits grew there in all seasons. Among them are mandaras, parijatas, patalas, ashokas, chumpakas, chutas, pialas, panasas, mangos, amratakas, kramukas, coconut trees, date trees, and pomegranates. There were madukas, palm trees, tamalas, asanas, arjunas, arishtas, undumbaras, plakshas, banyan trees, kimshukas, and sandalwood trees. There were also pichumardas, kovidaras, saralas, suradarus, grapes, sugarcane, bananas, jambu, badaris, akshas, abayas, and amalakis. 14 through 19. In that garden was a very large lake filled with shining golden lotus flowers and the flowers known as Kamuda, Kalara, Utpala, and Shatapatra, which added excellent beauty to the mountain. There were also Bilva, Kapita, Jambira, and Bala Balataka trees. Intoxicated bumblebees drank honey and hummed with the chirping of the bees, whose songs were very melodious. The lake was crowded with swans, karadavas, karandavas, chakravakas, cranes, and flocks of water chickens, datyutas, kaishtas, and other murmuring birds. Because of the agitating movements of the fish and tortoises, the water was surrounded by kadamba flowers, vitasa, flowers, nalas, nippas, Vanjulakas, Kundas, Kurubakas, Ashokas, Shirishas, Kutajas, Ingudas, Kubjakas, Swarna Yutis, Nagas, Punagas, Jatis, Malik, Malikas, Sheptapatras, Jalakas, and Madhavi Latas. The banks were also abundantly adorned with varieties of trees that yielded flowers and fruits in all seasons. Thus, the entire mountain stood gloriously decorated. <clears throat> Purport. Judging from the exhaustive description of the lakes and rivers on Trikuta Mountain, on Earth, there is no comparison to their super excellence. 
On other planets, however, there are many such wonders. For instance, we understand that there are two million different types of trees, and not all of them are exhibited on Earth. Srimad Bhagavatam presents the total knowledge of the affairs of the universe. It, is not, it not only describes this universe, but it also takes into account the spiritual world beyond the universe. No one can challenge the Srimad Bhagavatam's descriptions of the material and spiritual worlds. The attempts to go from earth to the moon have failed, but the people of earth can understand what exists on other planets. There is no need of imagination. One may take actual knowledge from Srimad Bhagavatam and be satisfied. 20. The leader of the elephants who lived in the forest of the mountain Trikuta once wandered toward the lake with his female elephants. He broke many plants, creepers, thickets, and trees, not caring for their piercing thorns. 21. Simply by catching scent of that elephant, all the other elephants, the tigers, and the other ferocious animals, such as lions, rhinoceroses, great serpents, and black and white sarabas, fled in fear. The chamari deer also fled. 22. By the mercy of this elephant, animals like the foxes, wolves, buffaloes, bears, boars, gopuchas, porcupines, monkeys, rabbits, and other deer and many other small animals loitered elsewhere in the forest. They were not afraid of him. Purport. <clears throat> All the animals were practically controlled by this animal, this elephant. Yet although they could not yet although they could move without fear, because of respect, they did not stand before him. Twenty three and twenty four. Surrounded by the herd's other elephants, including females, and followed by the young ones, Gajapati, the leader of the elephants, made Tirkuti, Tir Trikuta mountain tremble all around because of the weight of his body. He was perspiring, liquor dripped from his mouth, and his vision was overwhelmed by intoxication. He was being served by bumblebees who drank honey, and from a distance, he could smell the dust of the lotus flowers which, which was carried from the lake by the breezes. Thus surrounded by his associates, who were afflicted by thirst, he soon arrived at the bank of the lake. 25. The king of the elephants <clears throat> entered the lake, bathed thoroughly, and was relieved of his fatigue. Then, with the aid of his trunk, he drank the cold, clear, nectarian water, which was mixed with the dust of lotus flowers and water lilies until he was fully satisfied. 26. Like a human being <clears throat> who lacks spiritual knowledge and is too attached to the members of his family, the elephant, being illusioned by the external energy of Krishna, had his wives and children bathe and drink the water. Indeed, he raised water from the lake with his trunk and sprayed it over them. He did not mind the hard labor involved in this endeavor. 27. <clears throat> By the arrangement of providence, O king, the strong crocodile was angry at the elephant and attacked the elephant's leg in the water. 
The elephant was certainly strong, and he tried his best to get free from this danger sent by Providence. Thereafter, seeing Gajendra in condition, his wives felt sorry. His, his wives felt very, very sorry and began to cry. The other elephants wanted to help Gajendra, but because of the crocodile's great strength, they could not rescue him by grasping him from behind. 29. O king, the elephant and the crocodile fought in this way, pulling one another in and out of the water for 1,000 years. Upon seeing the fight, the demigods were very surprised. Thereafter, because of being pulled into the water and fighting for many long years, the elephant became diminished in his mental, physical, and sensual strength. The crocodile, on the contrary, being an animal of the water, increased in enthusiasm, physical strength, and sensual power, purport. In the fighting between the elephant and the crocodile, the difference was that although the elephant was extremely powerful, he was in a foreign place, in the water. During 1,000 years of fighting, he could not get any food, and under the circumstances, his bodily strength diminished, and because his bodily strength diminished, his mind also became weak, and his senses less powerful. <clears throat> the crocodile, however, being an animal of the water, had no difficulties. He was getting food and was therefore getting mental strength and sensual enjoyment. Thus, while the elephant became reduced in strength, the crocodile became more and more powerful. Now, from this we may take the lesson that in our fight with Maya, we should not be in a position in which our strength, enthusiasm, and senses will be unable to fight vigorously. Our Christian consciousness movement has actually declared war against the illusory energy in which all the living entities are rotting in a false understanding of civilization. The soldiers in this Christian consciousness movement must always possess physical strength, enthusiasm, and sensual power. To keep themselves fit, they must therefore place themselves in a normal condition of life. What constitutes a normal condition will not be the same for everyone. And therefore, there are divisions of Varnashram, Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha, and Sanyas. Especially in this age, Kali Yuga, it is advised that no one takes sannyas. Ashwamedam gavalambam sannyasam palapaitrikam devarena patim kalao pancha virajayet Brahma Vivarta Purana. From this we can understand that in this age the sannyas ashram is forbidden because people are not strong. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed us an example by taking sannyas at the age of 24 years. But even Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya advised Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be, Prabhu, to be extremely careful because he had taken sannyas at an early age. For preaching, we give young boys sannyas. 
but actually it is being experienced that they are not fit for sannyas. There is no harm, however, if one thinks that he is unfit for sannyas. If he is very much agitated sexually, go to the ashram where sex is allowed, namely the grihastha ashram. That one has been found to be very weak in one place does not mean that he should stop fighting the crocodile of Maya. One should take shelter at the lotus feet of Krishna, as we shall see Gajendra do, and at the same time, one can be a grihastha if he is satisfied with sexual indulgence. There is no need to give up the fight. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu therefore recommended stanestitak shudigatam tanuvan manobi. One may stay in whichever ashram is suitable for him. It is not essential that one take sannyas. If one is sexually agitated, he can enter the grihastha ashram. But one must continue fighting. For one who is not in a transcendental position to take sannyas artificially is not a very great credit. If sannyas is not suitable, one may enter the grihastha ashram and fight maya with great strength. But one should not give up the fighting and go away. Text 31. When the king of the elephants saw that he was under the clutches of the crocodile by the will of providence, and being embodied and circumstantially helpless, could not save himself from danger, he was extremely afraid of being killed. He consequently thought for a long time and finally reached the following decision. Purport. Everyone in the material world is engaged in a struggle for existence. Everyone tries to save himself from danger, but when one is able to save himself, but when one is unable to save himself, if he is pious, then he takes shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 7.16. Chaturvida bhajante mam jana sukritino arto jignasa artarti Four kinds of pious men, namely one who is in danger, one who is in need of money, one who is searching for knowledge, and one who is inquisitive, begin to take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in order to be saved or to advance. The king of the elephants, in his condition of danger, decided to seek shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. After considerable thought, he intelligently arrived at this correct decision. Such a decision is not reached by a sinful man. Therefore, in Bhagavad Gita, it is said that those who are pious, Sukriti, can decide that in a dangerous or awkward condition, one should seek shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. 32. The other elephants who are my friends and relatives could not rescue me from this danger. What then to speak of my wives? They cannot do anything. It is by the will of providence that I have been attacked by this crocodile, and therefore I shall seek shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is always the shelter of everyone, even of great personalities. Purport. <clears throat> this material world is described as padam padam yadvi padam, which means that at every step there is danger. A fool wrongly thinks that he is happy in this material world, but in fact he is not. For one who thinks for one who thinks that way is only illusioned. At every step, at every moment, there is danger. 
in modern civilization one thinks that if he has a nice home and a nice car, his life is perfect. In the Western countries, especially in America, it is very nice to possess a good car. But as soon as one is on the road, there is danger because at any moment an accident may take place and one will be killed. The record actually shows that so many people die in such accidents. Therefore, if we actually think that this material world is a very happy place, this is our ignorance. Real knowledge is that this material world is full of danger. We may struggle for existence as far as our intelligence allows. It may try to take care of ourselves, but unless the Supreme Personality of God in Krishna ultimately saves us from danger, our attempts will be useless. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj says, we may invent so many ways to be happy or to counteract the dangers of this material world, but unless our attempts are sanctioned by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they will never make us happy. Those who try to be happy without taking shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are mudhas, rascals. Namam duskritinu mudha prabhadyante naradama. Those who are the lowest of men refuse to take to Krishna consciousness because they think that they will be able to protect themselves without Krishna's care. This is their mistake. The decision of the king of the elephants, Gajendra, was correct. In such a dangerous position, he sought shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is certainly not known to everyone, but he is very powerful and influential. Therefore, although the serpent of eternal time, which is fearful in force, endlessly chases everyone, ready to swallow him, if one who fears this serpent seeks shelter of the Lord, the Lord gives him protection for even death runs away in fear of the Lord. I therefore surrender unto him the great and powerful supreme authority who is the actual shelter of everyone. Purport. One who is intelligent understands that there is a great and supreme authority above everything. That great authority appears in different incarnations to save the innocent from disturbances. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Paritranaya Sadhunam Vinashaya the Lord appears in his various incarnations for two purposes to annihilate the Duskriti, the sinful, and to protect his devotees. The king of the elephants decided to surrender unto him. This is intelligent. One must know that great supreme personality of Godhead and surrender unto him. The Lord comes personally to instruct us how to be happy. And only fools and rascals do not see by intelligence the supreme authority, the supreme person. In the Shruti Mantra it is said, Bishashmad Vata Pavate, Bishodeti Suraya, Bishashmad Agnish Chandrascha, Mrityu Davati Panchama. That's from the Taitariya Upanishad, the partridge partridge Upanishad. It is out of fear of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that the wind is blowing, that the sun is distributing heat and light, and that death is chasing everyone. Thus there is a Supreme Controller, as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Maya Dyakshena Prakriti Suyate Sacharacharam, 
This material manifestation is working so well because of the Supreme Controller. Any intelligent person, therefore, can understand that there is a Supreme Controller. Any intelligent person, therefore, can understand that there is a Supreme Controller. Furthermore, the Supreme Controller himself appears as Lord Krishna, as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and as Lord Ramachandra. Which three? to give us instructions and to show us by example how to surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet those who are duskriti, the lowest of men, do not surrender. Namam duskriti namuda prapadyante naradama. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord clearly says, Mrityu sarvaharashchaham, I am all devouring death. This mrityu or death is the representative who takes everything away from the living entity who has accepted a mature body. No one can say, I do not fear death. This is a false proposition. Everyone fears death. However, one who seeks shelter of the Supreme Personality of God can be saved from death. One may argue, does the devotee not die? The answer is that a devotee certainly must give up his body, for the body is material. The difference is, however, that for one who surrenders to Krishna fully and who is protected by Krishna, the present body is his last he will not again receive a material body to be subjected to death. This is assured in Bhagavad Gita 4.9. Tekvadeyam bunar janma naiti mames eti sojana. A devotee, after giving up his body, does not accept a material body but returns home back to Godhead. We are always in danger because at any moment death can take place. It is not that only Gajendra, the king of the elephants, was afraid of death. Everyone should fear death because everyone is caught by the crocodile of eternal time and may die at any moment. The best course, therefore, is to seek shelter of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and be saved from the struggle for existence in this material world, in which one repeatedly takes birth and dies. To reach this understanding is the ultimate goal of life. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the eighth canto, second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Elephant Gajendra's Crisis. Chapter 3, Gajendra's Prayers of Surrender. You want to know how to surrender? Well, here it is, boys, girls. In this chapter, the prayers by Gajendra, the king of the elephants, are described. It appears that the king of the elephants was formerly a human being known as, known as Indradyumna. And he learned a prayer to the Supreme <clears throat> Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fortunately, he remembered that prayer and began to chant it to himself. First, he offered his respectful obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And because of his awkward position in having been attacked, 
by the crocodile. He expressed his inability to recite prayers nicely. Nonetheless, he tried to chant the mantra and expressed himself in appropriate words as follows. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the cause of all causes, the original person from whom everything is emanated. He is the root cause of this cosmic manifestation and the entire cosmos rests in him. Yet he is transcendental, for he does not before he does everything in relation to the material world through his external energy. He is eternally situated in the spiritual world in Vaikuntha or Goloka Brindavan, where he engages in his eternal pastimes. The material world is a product of his external energy or material nature, which works under his direction. It is thus that creation, maintenance, it is thus that creation, maintenance, and annihilation take place. The Lord exists at all times. This is extremely difficult for a non-devotee to understand. Although the transcendental Supreme Personality of God it is perceivable by everyone, only the pure devotees perceive His presence and activities. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is completely free from, mati from, from material birth, death, old age, and disease. Indeed, if anyone in this material world takes shelter of Him, He also becomes situated in that transcendental position. For the satisfaction of the devotee, Puritranaya Sadhunam, the Lord appears and exhibits His activities. His appearance, disappearance, and other pastimes are not at all material. One who knows this secret can enter the kingdom of God. In the, in the, Lord, all op, in the Lord, all opposing elements are adjusted. The Lord is situated in everyone's heart. He is the controller of everything. He is the witness of all activities. And He is the original source of all living entities. Indeed, all living entities are parts of Him, for He is the origin of Mahavishnu, who is the source of the living entities within this material world. The Lord can observe the activities of our senses, which can work and achieve material results because of His mercy. Although He is the original source of everything, He is untouched by any of His byproducts. In this way, He is like a gold mine, which is the source of gold ornaments, and yet is different from the ornaments themselves. The Lord is worshipped by the methods prescribed in the Pancharatras. He is the source of our knowledge, and He can give liberation, and He can give us liberation. Therefore, it is our duty to understand Him according to the instructions of devotees, in particular, the spiritual master. Although for us, the mode of goodness <clears throat> is covered, by following the instructions of saintly persons and the spiritual master, we can be freed from material clutches. The self-effulgent material form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is adored by non-devotees. His impersonal form is adored by those advanced in spiritual knowledge, and his featurously localized supersoul is appreciated by yogis. But his original form as a person is understood only by devotees. That Supreme Personality of God, it is competent to dissipate the darkness of the conditioned soul through His instructions in Bhagavad Gita. He is the ocean 
of transcendental qualities and can be understood only by liberated persons, freed from the bodily concept of life. By his causeless mercy, the Lord can rescue the conditioned soul from the material clutches and enable him to return home back to Godhead, to become his personal associate. Nonetheless, a pure devotee does not aspire to go back to Godhead. He is simply satisfied with executing his service in this material world. A pure devotee does not ask anything from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. His only prayer is to be freed from a material conception of life and to be engaged in the Lord's transcendental loving service. In this way, the King of the Elephants, Gajendra, offered prayers directly to the Supreme Personality of Godhead without mistaking him for one of the demigods. None of the demigods came to see him, not even Brahma or Shiva. Rather, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, seated on Garuda, personally appeared before him. <clears throat> Gajendra, by lifting his trunk, offered obeisances to the Lord, and the Lord immediately pulled him from the water along with the crocodile who had captured his leg. Then the Lord killed the crocodile and thus rescued Gajendra. Text 1. Sri Chukadev Goswami continued, Thereafter, the king of the elephants, Gajendra, fixed his mind and his heart with the perfect intelligence and chanted a mantra which he had learned in his previous birth as Indra Dhyumna and which he remembered by the grace of Krishna. Purport. Such remembrance is described in Bhagavad Gita 643 and 44. In these verses, it is assured that even if a person engaged in devotional service falls down, he is not degraded, but is placed in a position in which he will in due course of time remember the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As explained later, Gajendra was formerly King Indra and somehow or other in his next life he became King of the Elephants. Now Gajendra was in danger, and although he was in a body other than that of a human being, he remembered the stotra he had chanted in his previous life. To enable one to achieve perfection, Krishna gives one the chance to remember him again. This is proved here, for although this king of the elephants, Gajendra, was put in danger, this was a chance for him to remember his previous devotional activities so that he could immediately be rescued by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is imperative, therefore, that all devotees in Krishna consciousness practice chanting some mantra. <clears throat> Certainly, one should chant the Hare Krishna mantra, which is the Maha mantra, or great mantra. And also, one should practice chanting Chintamani Prakadasadmashu, or the Nishinga Stotra, Ito Nishinga Purato Nishingo, Ito Yato Yami Tato Nishingo. Every devotee should practice 
in order to chant some mantra perfectly, so that even though he may be imperfect in spiritual consciousness in this life, in the next life, he will not forget Krishna consciousness, even if he becomes an animal. 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 Of course, a devotee should try to perfect his Krishna consciousness in this life. For simply by understanding Krishna and his instructions, after giving up this body, one can return home, back to Godhead. Even if there is some, some fall down, practice of Krishna consciousness never goes in vain. For example, Ajamil, in his boyhood, practiced chanting the name of Narayana under the direction of his father. But later in his youth, he fell down and became a drunkard, woman hunter, rogue, and thief. Nonetheless, because of chanting the name of Narayana for the purpose of calling his son, whom he had named Narayana, he became advanced, even though he was involved in sinful activities. Therefore, we should not forget the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra under any circumstances. It will help us in the greatest danger as we find in the life of Gajendra. The king of the elephants, Gajendra, said, I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Person, Vasudev. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Because of him, this material body acts due to the presence of spirit, and he is therefore the root cause of everyone. He is worshipable for such exalted persons as Brahma and Shiva, and he has entered the heart of every living being. Let me meditate upon him. Purport. In this verse, the words etach chid atmakam are very important. The material body can certainly consist only of material elements, but when one awakens to Krishna conscious understanding, the body is no longer material but spiritual. The material body is meant for sense enjoyment, whereas the spiritual body engages in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Therefore, devotee who engages in the service of the Supreme Lord and who constantly thinks of him should never be considered to have a material body. It is therefore enjoined, Gurushu Naramati. One should stop thinking of the spiritual master as an ordinary human being with a material body. Arte Vishnu Shiladi. Everyone knows that the deity in the temple is made of stone, but to think that the deity is merely stone is an offense. Similarly, to think that the body of the spiritual master consists of material ingredients is offensive. Atheists think that devotees foolishly worship a stone statue as God and an ordinary man as the guru. The fact is, however, that by the grace of Krishna's omnipotence, the so-called stone statue of the deity is directly the supreme personality of Godhead, and the body of the spiritual master is directly spiritual. A pure devotee who is engaged in unalloyed devotional service should be understood to be situated on the transcendental platform. Sagunan samatitaitan brahmabhuya yakalpate. Let us therefore offer our obeisances under the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by whose mercy so-called material things also become spiritual when they are engaged in spiritual activity. Omkar pranava is the symbolic sound representation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Om tat sat iti nirdesho brahmanastri vidasmrita. The three words Om Tat Sat immediately, immediately invoke the Supreme Person. Therefore, Krishna says that he is Omkar, 
in all the Vedic mantras. Pranavak Sarvavedeshu. The Vedic mantras are pronounced beginning with Omkar to indicate immediately the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srimad Bhagavatam, for example, begins with the words Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. There's no difference between the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudev and Omkar, Pranava. We should be careful to understand that Omkar does not indicate anything nirakar or formless. Indeed, this verse immediately says Om Namo Bhagavate. Bhagavan is a person. Thus, Omkar is the representation of the Supreme Person. Omkar is not meant to be impersonal, as the Mayavadi philosophers consider it to be. This is distinctly expressed here by the word Purushaya. The Supreme Truth is addressed by Omkar is Purusha, the Supreme Person. He is not impersonal. Unless he is a person, how can he control the great stalwart controllers of this universe? Lord Vishnu, Lord Brahma, and Lord Shiva are the supreme controllers of this universe, but Lord Vishnu is offered obeisances even by Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. Therefore, this verse uses the word parishaya, which indicates that the supreme personality of God is worshipped by exalted demigods. Parishaya means Parameshwara. Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva are Ishwaras, great controllers, but Lord Vishnu is Parameshwara, the supreme controller. Text number three. The supreme Godhead is the supreme platform on which everything rests, the ingredient by which everything has been produced, and the person who has created and is the only cause of this cosmic manifestation. Nonetheless, he is different from the cause and the result. I surrender unto him, the supreme personality of Godhead, who is self-sufficient in everything. Purport in Bhagavad Gita 9.4, the Lord says, I am the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but everything rests upon my energy, just as an earthen pot rests on the earth. The place where an earthen pot rests is also earth. Then again, the earthen pot is manufactured by a potter whose body is a product of earth. The potter's wheel with which the pot is made is an extension of the earth. As confirmed in the Shruti Mantra, Yatova Imani Bhut. The potter's wheel with which the pot is made is an expansion of earth, and the ingredients from which the pot are made are also earth. As confirmed in the Shruti Mantra, Yatova Imani Bhutani Jayante Yena Jantani Jivanti the original cause of everything is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and after being annihilated, everything enters into Him. Prakritim Yanti Mamikam. Thus, the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, Lord Ramachandra, or Lord Krishna, is the reservoir of everything. Ishvara Parama Krishna Sakchit Ananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakaranakaranam. Krishna, who is known as Govinda, is the supreme controller. He has an eternal, blissful spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin, for he is the prime cause of all causes. The Lord is the cause for everything, but there is no cause for him. Sarvam kalavidam brahma. Matstani sarvabhutani nachaham teshavastita. Although he is everything, 
His personality is different from the cosmic manifestation. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, text 4, by expanding his own energy, keeps this cosmic manifestation visible and again sometimes renders it invisible. He is both the supreme cause and the supreme result, the observer and the witness in all circumstances. Thus he is transcendental to everything. May that supreme personality of Godhead give me protection. Purport. The supreme personality of Godhead has multipotencies. Therefore, as soon as he likes, he uses one of his potencies, and by that expansion, he creates this cosmic manifestation. Again, when the cosmic manifestation is annihilated, it rests in him. Nonetheless, he is infallibly the supreme observer. Under any circumstances, the supreme Lord is changeless. He is simply a witness and is aloof from all creation and annihilation. Text 5. Kalina Panchat from Iteshu Krishna Show, Lokeshu Paleshu Chasarvehe Tushu, Tamas Tadasid Gahanam Gabiram, Yastasya Pare Bivarajate Vibu, Bivarajate Vibu. Abir Virajate means exists or shines, and Vibhu means the Supreme. The meaning of this verse, you might all be wondering. Translation, in due course of time, when all the causative and effective manifestations of the universe, including the planets and their directors and maintainers, are annihilated, there is a situation of dense darkness. Above this darkness, however, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I take shelter of his lotus feet. Purport. From the Vedic mantras, we understand that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is above everything. He is supreme above all the demigods, including Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. He is the supreme controller. When everything disappears from the influence of his energy, the cosmic situation is one of dense darkness. The Supreme Lord, however, is the sunshine, as confirmed in the Vedic mantras, Adityamvaranam tamasaparastat. In our daily experience, when we are on earth, uh, in our daily experience, when we are on earth are in the darkness of night. The sun is always luminous somewhere in the sky. Similarly, the Supreme Personality of God, the Supreme Sun, always remains luminous. <laughs> Even when the entire cosmic manifestation is annihilated in due course of time. <clears throat> Uh, when the crocodile was attacked, mm. uh, sorry, when the Gajendra was attacked by the crocodile, mm. it was mentioned that Gajendra took shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord and that was the right decision by him. Um, but generally when someone is in that condition, there is no other option uh, other than that. Um, for devotees, naturally, that's the way to go. Even for non-devotees also, there is no option other than Pray to the Lord. Correct. Correct. He is correct. I appreciated the point about remembering a mantra. 
So I was thinking that we sing Narsingha prayers every day and we chant Brahma Samhita prayers and we memorize verses. In fact, it's a very wonderful exercise to do. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> uh, it was described that the crocodile was in his, his element, so therefore he was stronger. And then Prabhupada went on to describe that we should be in an ashram, which is uh, beneficial for our devotional service. You have to have strength being a normal condition of life to go on fighting with Maya. What else? Gajendra is a crocodile. I also appreciated that devotees should be in good physical and sensual condition. That's Spoken like a true doctor. <laughs> Spoken like a doctor. <clears throat> I was thinking about how there's animals in the heavenly planets. I was wondering, um, like, how how do you become an animal in the heavenly planet? You would think you wouldn't want, you, when you think of going to the heavenly planets, you'd be, at least be like a demigod, but like, becoming an animal on the heavenly planets would be interesting. I'm curious, what would it be like? Careful what you, careful what you wish for. <clears throat> um, I was just thinking about this point of how long the fight went on and how Gajendra went a thousand years without even eating. It's like, you know, I was even able to survive. How powerful. King, yeah. king of heavens. What, which brings up the point that he's bringing up about how it's possibly an animal in the heavenly kingdoms. These are not ordinary animals. You're, you're comparing it to the animals that you see here. And therefore, you're thinking, why would anyone want to be that? But the animals in the higher planets, they're not the same. What to speak of in the spiritual world? They're completely spiritual. And uh, they have characteristics and capabilities that you cannot imagine, even as a human being here. I found it um, interesting. I was just thinking how it was, it was providence, because even though he had all of his... Um, you know, friends and relatives, other male elephants there, and he was the king of the elephants, they weren't even able to help him. You know, there was mm. no... I mean, it was one crocodile mm. and a whole herd of elephants, <laughs> and they couldn't, mm. they couldn't save him. Providence. Providence. Yeah, we were just talking at lunch about how Maya Donova said after he had created this pond to revive the demons when they were killed by Lord Shiva's arrows. And they'd come back to life, not just come back to life, they'd be twice as strong as they were before. Mm. So Lord Shiva and the demigods were being defeated. So Lord Vishnu came in to help Lord Shiva. And he went appeared in the assembly of the demons in the form of a cow and a calf. Brahma was the calf and Vishnu was the cow. And they sauntered into the <laughs> air arena where the pond was and nobody could stop him because of Lord Vishnu's uh, influence. And they just drank all that, <laughs> that nectar. And the Mayadana was standing nearby and he said, what has been destined for oneself or others or for both oneself and others cannot be undone anywhere by anyone, whether one be a demigod, a human being, or anyone else. 
destiny of the Supreme All Lord. powerful. Yes. Time I am. So uh, regarding the crocodile attacking the Gajendra, um, everyone is under the, uh, always, the crocodile is always there on the leg, but we don't realize as a time factor, uh, for example, if I just take a look at myself, I am already more than 50% swallowed by the crocodile. I'm just hanging 30% outside now and uh, thinking that I'm happy here. Ramana <laughs> <laughs> Nagasaka is a classic. I also, I also appreciated the beauty of the Trikuta mountain. Mm. The, the waves, the milky waves washing up the mountain, producing emeralds, the floor made up of gems, the planet's floor is made up of gems. And I, I was thinking, well, heavenly planets may not be so bad for a little bit. <laughs> I have a question, if that's okay, with uh, about this. Uh, you know, you you have your quota, and you can't really affect. You know, you get what you what you earn, what your what's in the. What was the word you used, Guru Maharaj? You said uh, destiny. Yeah, but I, I have difficulty understanding that because it, I kind of experienced that if I don't work, I don't get any money. And uh, but is is there? There has to be some element of of you know effort as well in in there somehow. Right. Person can't even maintain his physical body without some kind of. And we quoted and Prabhupada quoted earlier from from Prahlad Maharaj, Balasya neha sharanam pitaram nashinga nartasya chagana madanbati majadona taptasya taprati vidir yari hanjashesta stava vibhotana vutam tvarupekshitanam. Just that there are various circumstances under which um, we can see that the activities of man are not all powerful. Like you take medicine, you can't guarantee that it's going to be effective. No doctor on earth will tell you that I can definitely cure you. And the parents can't save the children. So Prabhupada mentions in the purport, then does it mean that, that we don't try? He said, no, you have to do your due diligence to do your duty to maintain your body, but you have to depend on the Supreme Personality of Godhead for that. And there is, there is this effect, uh, which is we see in modern science called epigenetics. So in the science of epigenetics, which is a emerging science, you find that although somebody comes with a particular uh, genetic code, it means that you're predisposed to uh, certain kinds of activities, um, uh, maybe diseases, uh, tendencies, and so forth physically because of your genetic makeup. It doesn't mean that all of those codes have to be enacted because you can change your lifestyle and therefore the, they won't manifest fully. For instance, somebody may have the gene for cancer, but if you, if you decide to change your activities in your life and change your diet, as an example, and uh, the way you act, that gene may not become enacted. So similarly, we may be destined in certain ways 
to for various things to happen, but uh, the way that we organize ourselves in this lifetime will also have an effect on whether the whether that karma com comes to full fruition or not. And in fact, it's proved in the Brahma Samhita, where Brahma says, "Yastundra Gopa Matavendra Mahosa Karma Bandhan Rupa Palabajanamatunoti." Karmani nirdhati kintu chapakti bajam govindamari purusham tamaham bajami. That everyone's getting their karma from Indra down to the Indra Gopa germ, except for somebody who's engaged in bhakti bajan, then the karma is being destroyed. Karmani nirdhati. So the, the destiny is there. It gives us the. the um, however, because of the because of the way in which we adjust our activities, it may or, not, may or may not become fully manifest. Um, I found it quite funny that um, initially, when the elephant was arriving, everyone was running away from him. And then he couldn't escape from the crocodile when he was in the, in the water. And then also that uh, it just made me think that uh, that um, when Prabhupada explains that, as soon as we start uh, Krishna consciousness, then uh, we'll be uh, forcibly, forcibly dragged to success. So whatever, mm. whatever uh, action we take in Krishna consciousness, then, then it will be a, a success. And uh, Krishna doesn't forget whatever small things that we do and put us in a situation where we can continue Krishna consciousness. I was going to say that uh, a follow-up to what Vaisachika Prabhu said that <clears throat> um, yes, we have our prarabdha karma. The prarabdha karma is the mature uh, sinful reactions or reactions, pious and sinful, in this present body and mind. So this gives us a sense of predestination, but also there is free will, and the free will, uh, as, as Prabhu was saying, comes from the, the the choice that we make. How, in other words, we may have a certain amount of happiness and distress destined to us in this body, but there's also the opportunity to act in such a way as that changes. So it's not uh, fatalistic. It's not fatalistic. There's both uh, free will and um, predestination going on at the same time, simultaneously. And <clears throat> then our ability to have free will is magnified or perfected when we hear instructions coming from outside that network of actions and reactions, which is the material cause of manifestation, in other words, instructions that come from outside, then the soul gets another dimension of ability to choose. And then his, his actions, if they change in accordance to that instruction, then he becomes a karma. He actually uh, becomes free from uh, reactions 
and he can go back to Godhead even if he has uh, karmic reactions do him. Now, on top of all that, even if a devotee is advanced in devotional service, if the Lord has a specific duty that he wants that person to perform in this world, then he will keep him in the world, and even if his karma is finished, and externally it'll appear it's still in the material world, doing everything, but he's, the Lord keeps him in this body in order to execute something that he wants done. So all these factors come into the equation of thinking about free will and predestination. In support of Maharaj's excellent presentation. Well, thank you. I would also give a couple verses from the Bhagavad Gita in support of this, of his thesis. One, prakriti kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvasha, ahankara vimudatma kartaham itimanyate. And that is that the soul that's bewildered and doesn't have that outside information simply acts according to the false ego and identification with the body and therefore is fully controlled by the previous karma. However, tattvavittu mahabaho guna karma vibhagayo guna gavuneshu vartanta iti sajjate When a person becomes tattvavit, he gets knowledge from outside the closed system of the universe, from, from the Bhagavad Gita as an example. Then the person, tattvavittu mahabaho guna karma vibhagayo guna guneshu vartanta iti sajjate such a person then, to the degree that he's informed, then he becomes tattvavit, he becomes free from the influence of the gunas. No, no he, gets now, the, he gets the ability to understand what the difference is between fruitive activities and... Go ahead, you can finish. He knows the difference, the outcome, the consequence of acting for fruitively or acting for devotional service. Devotional service. He gets Correct. that clear understanding and Correct. therefore is able, as I gave the example of epigenetics, he's high, more informed, therefore he can make the right decisions Correct. and save himself, as Prabhupada said, uh, makes the difference between uh, a life of bondage and a life, uh, a life of freedom and a life full of problems because of being more and more entangled. I also want to add that if you, the Bhagavatam gives permission, or it gives at least a, a, it explores the way in which one might uh, experience life if one just didn't do anything. Because you made the statement that you find that if you don't work hard, then you don't make enough money to live. But the Bhagavatam invites us to look into the life of a Python man that um, simply lets himself go and doesn't do anything. And when Prahlad Maharaj meets this Python man and says, you know, how did you get like this and how are you, why are you so fat? You don't even work. And he says, well, it's just the way the world works. I'm supposed to get certain things and other things. Sometimes I'm skinny, sometimes I'm fat, but I'm... Always there's something that, that comes. So if you'd like to experiment with that. Although it's not <laughs> recommended. You can hear about it. But the fact is that, that 
you can see that a person who, who does that, who has the realization and does it, isn't bereft. And we see people all over the world. Even Yamaraj, when he appeared to the wives of Suyagya after they were be, uh, bemoaning his death and they were crying, and he said, Listen, you know, we're, I'm just a kid and I was left in the forest and I wasn't eaten by animals. And he said, Sometimes someone's attacked uh, <clears throat> when they're not expecting it and they're killed, but I'm a child. I was somehow or other protected. Uh, this is the unseen hand of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But a python still needs to grab what comes to it. It can't just lie there. It still needs to take. Some effort has to be there, isn't it? some effort and Prabhupada mentions this that you know in order to get some crops you have to go out and plant something and get some food there's some minimal uh, minimal work inv involved and the crops may come or they may not come according to you know what your particular destiny or karma is but the work has to be there <clears throat> and just a small realization about previous destiny and how much we have to work. What my understanding is that, which is, uh, which is that our happiness and distress is destined. So I may work very hard and I may make a lot of money, but then I will lose all of that money. And I have seen a lot of physicians, they make a lot of money, but they pay a lot of money in taxes, a lot of money in divorces, a lot of money in child element, alimony, a lot of money to maintain their huge homes and estates they have purchased. So at the end of it, they're very miserable. So they have worked very hard. They have sort of this external success, which is only external. They're very depressed and hollow and in anxiety all the time because they have to make so much more money now to pay all their bills and their golf club membership. <laughs> and they're, they're very miserable. <laughs> Trump and I called. find that I'm very happy just sitting in a temple, eating rice and dal and talking to people. And I don't work so much. But I'm actually very happy because I don't have to pay my golf club membership. <laughs> when I first joined the temple, I quit high school. And I, I entered into the temple environment. My friends came. Uh, the first night I was there in a Sunday program, they said, are you sure about this? And um, I was sure. But I thought about them afterwards. I didn't think very much about them. But, you know, I did realize several years later that I had been around the world. I had no money. I had no, no possessions of my own. In fact, I used to give away everything. And I, I just didn't have anything. And, but I had been around the world three, four times. Well, they were still slaving away, you know, going to community college, going to college, paying off their loans. And how are you doing? It's like way better than you, man. And I didn't do anything. I just joined Hare Krishna. I eat better than you. I have more friends than you. I, I you know, I'm healthier. I've been around the world like so many times. And I mean, you look at devotees who they, all they do is Krishna consciousness. They want for nothing. I mean, even the simplest brahmacharis who that's all they do is service all day. You know, you just notice they're opulent as Krishna takes care of them. 
So if you just do devotional service, Krishna says, Ananyas chintayantamam yejana paripasate, tesham nityabhyuktanam, yoga kshemam aham yaham. I personally take care of you. If you just focus on me and don't worry about all kinds of other things. I, I made a personal vow on this level. I made a personal vow a long time ago not to ask anyone for anything for me. I don't even remember. It was so long ago, I can't remember. And If you walk I, in Maharaj's room, you'll find that there isn't one thing on earth that exists that you need that's not in that little room there. <laughs> I swear, over the last 20 years of being here, anything I need, I just go over there, bang, 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 you know. Hey, I need a Band-Aid. It comes out. I need a chainsaw. It's in there. Whatever there is, he's tape got in that. Tape measure. Tape measure. I mean, it's in that room. Small screws. I refuse And in abundance, too. Like, there's cupboards full of it. Wherever. And all he's got in there, basically, it looks like his books. That's the life of devotional service, epitomized by Maharaj, who doesn't ask for anything. Everything you need is in my books. Hey, Maharaj, you got hey. it. The ultimate realization. Spoken like that was my mentor that was speaking there. He's my mentor. I learned it all from him. Text six. In case you didn't remember, where we left off at text five. An artist on stage being covered by attractive dresses and dancing with different movements is not understood by his audience. Similarly, the activities and features of the supreme artist cannot be understood even by the demigods or great sages and certainly not by those who are unintelligent like animals. Neither the demigods and sages nor the unintelligent can understand the features of the Lord, nor can they express in words his actual position. May that supreme personality of Godhead give me protection. Purport. A similar, a similar understanding was expressed by Kunti Devi. The supreme Lord exists everywhere, within, within and without. He even exists within the heart. Sarvasicaham hridisanavisto ishwadak sarvabhutanam hridisher janatishtati. Thus it is indicated that one can find the Supreme Lord within one's heart. There are many, many yogis trying to find him. Dhyana vastitatkatena manasapashantijam yoginaha. Nonetheless, even great yogis, demigods, saints, and sages have been unable to understand the bodily features of that great artist, nor could they understand the meaning of his movements. What then is to be said of ordinary speculators like the so-called philosophers of this material world? For them, he is impossible to understand. Therefore, we must accept the statements given by the Supreme when he kindly incarnates to instruct us. We must simply accept the word of Lord Ramachandra, Lord Krishna, and Lord Sri Chaitanya, Mahaprabhu, and follow in their footsteps. Then it may be possible for us to know the purpose 
of their incarnations. Janma karma chame dibyam ebam yo betitat bataha chaktva deham punarjanma naitimam etisorjanam. If by the Lord's grace one can understand him, <clears throat> one will immediately be delivered, even within this material body, his material body. The material body will no longer have any function. <clears throat> That's the point I was making before. The material body will no longer have any fun function, and whatever activities take place with the body will be activities of Krishna consciousness. In this way, one may give up his body and return home, back to Godhead. Text 7. Renunciants and great sages who, all, who see all living beings equally, who are friendly to everyone, and who flawlessly practice in the forest the vows of brahmacharya, vanaprastha, and sannyas, desire to see the all-auspicious lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. May that same Supreme Personality of Godhead be my destination. Purport. This verse describes the qualifications for devotees or persons highly elevated in spiritual consciousness. Devotees are always equal to everyone, seeing no distinction between lower and higher classes. Panditak samadarshinaha. They look upon everyone as a spirit soul who is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. Thus they are competent to search for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Understanding that, supreme, that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the friend of everyone, Suridam Sarabhutanam, they act as friends of everyone on behalf of the Supreme Lord. Making no distinction between one nation and another or one community and another, they preach Krishna consciousness, the teachings of Bhagavad Gita everywhere. Thus they are competent to see the lotus feet of the Lord. Such preachers in Krishna consciousness are called Paramahamsas. As indicated by the word Vimukta Sangha, they have nothing to do with material conditions. One must take shelter of such a devotee in order to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 8 and 9. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has no material birth, activities, name, form, qualities, or faults. To fulfill the purpose for which this material world is created and destroyed, he comes in the form of a human being, like Lord Rama or Lord Krishna, by his original internal potency. He has immense potency, and in various forms, all free from material contamination, he acts wonderfully. He is therefore the Supreme Brahman. I offer my respects to him. Purport. In the Vishnu Purana it is said, Gunangs chadoshangs chanmune vyatita samastakalyana gunat makohi. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has no material form, qualities, or faults. He is spiritual and is the only reservoir of all spiritual qualities. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 4.8 by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Puritranaya Sadhunam Vinashaya Chaduskritam. 
the Lord's activities of saving the devotees and annihilating the demons are transcendental. Anyone annihilated by the Supreme Personality of Godhead gets the same result as a devotee who is protected by the Lord. Both of them are transcendentally promoted. The only difference is that a devotee goes directly to the spiritual planets and becomes an associate of the Supreme Lord, whereas demons are promoted to Brahmaloka, the impersonal effulgence of the Lord. Both of them, however, are transcendentally promoted. The Lord's killing or annihilating of the demons is not exactly like the killing of this material world. Although he appears to act within the modes of material nature, he is nirguna, above the modes of nature. His name is not material. Otherwise, how could one get liberation by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Rama? <laughs> The names of the Lord, like Rama and Krishna, are non-different from the person, Rama and Krishna. Thus, by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, one constantly associates with Rama and Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore becomes liberated. A practical example is Ajamiyo, who always remained transcendental to his activities, simply by chanting the name Narayana. If this was true of Ajamil, what to be said? What is to be said of the Supreme Lord? Nachari Armarman, Nachari Armarman, Nachari Armarman, Nachari Armarman, hey, Nachari Armarman, Nachari Armarman, Nachari Armarman, Nachari Armarman.